Hi, everyone. This is the time of year where we want to get back into shape. It's when we start thinking about what we want for the new year ahead. So if you want to change and have a new fresh mindset and begin some new healthy habits, I want to welcome you to come join me for my free Get Back Into Shape four-part workshop series that kicks off on January 10th. Now, this four-part series, I'll be sharing four 30-minute workshops where we'll focus on a different area of your health. Our first workshop will be shifting the weight that just won't budge. On our second workshop, we'll be focusing on switching your motivation and mindset for success. Our third workshop will focus on creating a simple exercise routine that you will love. And our fourth workshop is looking at overcoming pain and moving with strength and freedom. So at the end of each workshop, I'll be answering your questions. And don't worry if you can't make them live, I've got you covered. There will be replays available. So to join me, head on over to the show notes and click the Get Back Into Shape link where you can sign up now. All right, I can't wait to see you in the workshops. I'm so excited for this. And this is a really simple way to kick off your new year with a new version of you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. This week on the show, I have a very special guest, Samantha Sargent. Now, Samantha is the co-founder of State, which we are going to hear more about in our interview, but she's earned a reputation for being a respected advocate and leader within the natural health and beauty industry. With more than 20 years of experience, Sam's approach is unique Due to the in-depth and practical hands-on research she undertakes throughout the world, coupled with her holistic and common sense approach in helping women and men to help improve their health and fitness. Now, she draws on her wealth of knowledge, having, you know, qualifications and certifications in holistic nutrition, makeup artistry, skincare and image training, meditation, soma color therapy, and so much more. So a wealth of knowledge. And what I love about this interview is that Sam just keeps it real. We talk about the simple things we can do about our health, what we can do for our health, going back to basics and, you know, just having a good hard look at where we're at right now and where we want to be, and then just taking those small little steps to get there. So have a listen in. I really hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed talking to Sam. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We have a lovely guest on the show today. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm super excited about this interview. You're going to be sharing, you know, a whole lot of different holistic health, um, you know, areas. But where should we start with your journey? Can you introduce yourself and sort of share with the listeners a bit of your background as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what led me to um, going down the health route was that I really burnt the candles at both ends when I was younger, um, in my late teenage years. So 
um, typical city living, you know, drinking too much, smoking too many cigarettes, taking too many recreational drugs and kind of partying all weekend um, whilst it was fun on a, you know, of course it's fun on some level. It, it really wasn't for me and at the age of 21 I was just completely lost and really desperate of how to actually change my life I didn't I knew that I didn't want to continue doing what I was doing but I I just didn't know how to get out of that cycle of that weekly cycle of partying going to work feeling like crap and then partying again on the weekend and um it was the norm (laughs) you know what I mean so but I was I was really crying, desperately crying out for help. Didn't know how to ask for it. And um, when I was twenty one, I attempted suicide and uh, unsuccessfully, obviously. Um, and and it woke up in a hospital bed. And um, even when I got out of hospital and spoke to the psychiatrist at the hospital, um, she saw me for a very brief period of time. Um, probably half an hour max, told my parents to just pretend like nothing had happened and take her away for the for the week because my parents were going away and um I was I was still lost and so I reached out to my um my best friend at the time whose father is a doctor and I said look can you please help me I just really need some help so he wrote me to a referral to go to a clinic whereby I checked in as an inpatient for three weeks, as an outpatient for a further six weeks, and um, then continued on on that journey of uh, just seeking help. And it was whilst I was in that clinic where there was a counsellor um, who I really connected to, and, and he really was the first person who actually gave me the time to actually sit with me and to say, look, I, you know, he really saw what was happening inside me. Um, sadly, the psychiatrist who who went there to see me every day, they literally showed up for five minutes, didn't even look in my eyes. And I'm not saying all psychiatrists and psychologists are like this very far from it. I've had, I've had some really great help from a variety of um, uh, professionals, but um, it was, it was just particularly this counselor who I, who connected with me and, um that's what set me on the health journey because I, I knew I'd I'd pushed it too far one way and, and so I, I went completely, <laughs> completely back the other way. And and then in um did work experience at a health retreat, um, studied nutrition at college, um, deep dived into Vipassana meditation and pretty much was a sponge for anything that was uh, holistic health wise that could help me improve myself which then led me to wanting to create a business that could then help others so that's yeah. the, the quick version wow it's a pretty <laughs> amazing like condensed quick version of a story but you know mm-hmm. just a few of those things like the fact that you ended up in hospital and then you know the doctor was just like oh just to your parents oh let's pretend it never just pretend it never happened and keep going it's so terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like I hope times have changed. I hope that there is better management and care. And But I know from my own experience with family members in the hospital that it's not always the case. And, you know, you being your biggest advocate, that's something, you know, that 
to be really proud of and knowing that you needed help and seeking that help because a lot of people, I don't think they have that in them to be able to do that or they don't have somebody with them that can really advocate for them and and help them. And I think that's where sometimes where systems fall down and people fall down and um, I think just having that advocate, whether it's you or someone else, is super important when it comes to, um, you know, getting and seeking help. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially when when what we're told that we think that there's something wrong with us because this is the norm that goes on and a lot of people get, oh, it must be something wrong with me. And it's like, well, that's not really the case at all. You know, I was a, you know, round peg in a square hole trying to fit in. <laughs> just I wasn't in the right environment for myself. So, yeah, it's like I hope exactly as you say, I hope people get that message of, there's, there's nothing wrong with you and, and and you know, it is okay to ask for help. And, and if the first person that you ask for help from doesn't give you the what you require, like, for instance, a psychiatrist I first got in contact with, it still doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means just keep trying again. It's like anything in life. You know, sometimes you've just got to knock on a few more doors. Yeah. And is that how in your own health journey as you sort of, you know, experimented and learnt different modalities, did you find that some of them didn't work for you and some of them did? Or was it, you know, more that you could take some, take something from everything and grow on that and then find out about something new and continue to build? And that's how you sort of expanded and and diversified. 100%, Kate. Like I'm, I'm a really big experimenter and, and I, I love listening to other people. I love learning from other people, but I think we're all fundamentally different and what works for one person may not work for another. So, for example, I used to be very staunch vegan and I loved it. It was great for me. But then one day, you know, my husband and I, we both were vegan and we woke up and like, you know what, we really feel like some meat. So we're like, let's just flip it and start do the carnivore thing. And then we're like, okay, that's a little bit too extreme. Let's go back to a, you know, a balance. And that's what works for me at the time. What works for me now? Other things with health, you know, I used to be really into yoga, practice yoga for twenty years. Then um, I had uh, a couple of years ago, I developed extreme sciatica, whereby I was literally immobile. I couldn't walk. Um, had to go in for spinal surgery. Tried every health modality to try and uh, fix it naturally, but. When you saw my MRI, it was like there's nothing that's going to fix this other than surgery. Really, it was just like that. It was just complete um, overexhaustion of the adrenal system and the um, nervous system. So, uh, had that surgery just with my disc and re- learnt that yoga is probably the worst thing for my body shape. You know, I'm too hypermobile. So now I do Pilates um, and strength. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought you'd be excited by that with your love for Pilates. Um, but, yeah, and strength training, and I think that's it. You know, sometimes we need to change. We need to just because what worked for us in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s or our 50s or even if we did have a belief system, maybe that's not serving us that well anymore for our health and to be flexible enough to change I think is our biggest asset we can have. Yes, I was just having this, literally this conversation with a client last night because she was saying that she was starting to have heart, waking up in the night with heart palpitations. And I'm like, you need to go see the doctor. But I said, have you been under a lot of stress? And she's like, yep, lots in the last month. And I said, what's your caffeine intake like? 
um, you know, because we'd gone through other medications and all the rest of it. She's like, oh, no, I, I, I'm fine with caffeine. Like, I'm totally fine with caffeine. Don't have any issues with caffeine. And I'm like, how much caffeine do you have a day? I have two double shot coffees a day. So, like, <laughs> essentially you're having four coffees, lots of stress, heart palpitation have started, definitely not drinking enough water, and, you know, potentially other stuff going on as well. I said, well, how about we start with cutting back some of the caffeine? Because I said, you might have been processing it really well up to now, but we know that when you're stressed and cortisol levels are high and caffeine jacks, jacks up those cortisol levels, there's going to be a whole lot more stuff going on. So what worked for you up to now might not work for you going into the future. And even just saying that was like, oh, really? Is that, she was like, is that, you know, like I've always been that way. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not always going to stay that way. Our body fluctuates and changes. And I think sometimes people sort of forget that. And just highlighting that again is something that we all need to be aware of because we're constantly changing. Oh, okay. It's so true. <laughs> and I laugh about that because it really, one, it really is so true what you say. And two, that for me, giving up coffee was the final little piece in the puzzle of me getting rid of all the ghost sciatocapine after my surgery. And what I mean by that is like after surgery, they say, oh, you can still have a little bit of ghost pain whilst your nervous system's um, healing because it takes obviously nerves take a long time to to heal. And I love coffee. I only drink one cup a day or I used to only drink one cup a day and it was always organic and I even went to cold, you know, my husband used to make me a cold um, pressed coffee um, with organic coffee so there was no pesticides in there and would make fresh hemp milk. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with coffee and it's no problem. And then uh, this ghost pain was hanging around for a couple of months post-surgery. I'm like, this isn't this isn't right. I shouldn't be still experiencing a sensation down my leg. So I thought maybe I might just, I had this niggling whisper in my gut saying, just stop coffee for a while. As soon as I stopped it, that ghost pain went away and it was because it was stimulating my adrenal system too much. Mm. And it's exactly what you say. It's like, um, you know, it, we think it's just a little thing because it's the norm. You know, everyone drinks coffee. You know what I mean? Not everyone, obviously, but it's like, oh, no, 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 I'm cool with it. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe let's just experiment and see what goes on. So that's it. And different yeah. seasons of life require different actions and sometimes as much as we might not want to stop some of those actions, they are ultimately better for us in the end. Exactly. And then there's the addiction thing. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, I'll be the first to put up my hand and say, yeah, I, I'm very quick to get addicted to something, no matter what it is, a, you know, a TV show or a, like a or coffee or, you know, in my past, you know, smoking and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah I think maybe coffee's got a hold of me uh, rather than me being able to control my <laughs> just one coffee a day. So, yeah, better that I stop that one. Now, when it comes to, you know, someone might be listening in and going, you know, I do want to start changing my health and I, I want to live more holistically, but what does that really mean? And if I'm going to start, where should I sort of start? From my perspective, start at the basics. You know, sleep is a really big one. Get your sleep under control. You know, make sure you're getting a really good amount of rest so that you feel rested when you wake up and so that you don't have to wake up with an alarm clock or so that you don't have to reach for a coffee first thing in the morning. Um, get fresh air, 
you know, a lot of us live in cities. You know, I'm fortunate to live in the, in the middle of, you know, five national parks. So fresh air is a really big one for me. It's not an issue, but a lot of us live in cities. And so, and we wake up every morning from our air-conditioned apartment or home and get in a car and drive to the office and then come back and we we don't actually ever, you know, breathe in really good amounts of fresh air. So get to a park, get to the beach where there's those negative ions. Um, get some sunshine on your body. You know, Australia has been feared to think, you know, with the slip, slop, slap, um, to think that the sun is going to kill us. And um, whilst, yes, it's not sensible to go outside all day and fry your body and, and you know, <laughs> all day, yeah. every day or every day. <laughs> <laughs> there is a sensible amount of sunshine that you know we all require you know for a, a number of things you know vitamin d being the obvious one but who are we as humans to think that we understand everything that the sun provides um when we know nothing really in regards to what nature really does have to gift us so um just make sure you're getting enough sunshine you know sunshine makes you feel good sunshine gives you so much so many benefits just a half an hour a day, you know, first thing in the morning, look at the sun, last thing in the afternoon, look at the sun go down, you know, regulate your circadian rhythms so that, you know, you can get back into that natural flow. Um, look at look at what are you eating? You know, am I filling my fridge with processed crap or am I actually eating food that actually is food as opposed to a whole lot of numbers and um, lab-created um nature inverted commas identical yeah names um, you can't pronounce <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah eat an apple you know an apple a day keeps the doctor away those oh, you know eat carrots for your eye health you know all these things that our grandparents and great-grandparents used to say there's some very good wisdom in that um, and then when you got all that kind of stuff under under control um, as well as exercise you know go for a walk simple 10-minute walk a day or a half an hour walk a day. It's not a lazy person's running. It's far from that. Walking helps your spine, helps your digestion, helps a whole host of things. Um, and then, 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 then you can build upon that with supplements. But don't think supplements are a magic pill going to get you out of a shitty lifestyle choices. So um, get your lifestyle under control first is how I'd say to start. Yeah. They're simple. They're, 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 they don't cost a thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that advice because I think a lot of people do go to supplements first to fix things. Um, and a little bit recently, it, maybe it's controversial, but I will say a lot of people go to the face mask too to fix things when I'm always trying like, <laughs> let's look at your immunity. Let's look at the food you're putting in your body. Let's look at the exercise. Let's look at all of those stuff. And yes, that can help. But don't rely on that because overall, it's, you know, we've got to be in charge of looking after our health. And, you know, wearing a barrier might help, but it's not going to solve everything. So start with the basics. But, yes, that's a, a thing of mine that I think a lot of people don't think about. They always just rely on, oh, if I take this pill or I wear this or I'll, it'll fix it. But at the end of the day, as you said, it's going back to those basics. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the skin is a reflection of what's going on our ins on our inside because, after all, it is an organ. So, and it is an elimination pathway. So, if our skin's not looking too good, well, what's going inside? What's trying to get out of our skin? You know, what what are we eliminating? So, a hundred percent right. We, you know, I, uh, we're talking the same language. It's like 
just stop eating, <laughs> stop eating for three days, you know, just do a water fast or something. It's not going to kill you. In fact, it'll make you stronger. Mm. Yeah. And what are your sort of non-negotiables that you've built into your day that you know that you really need to do to sort of keep you grounded and on track? Uh, so my husband is a really big one that keeps me grounded. Um, you know, we're very fortunate where we get to spend every day together all day. Um, we, we both work from home and when we travel, we work together. Um, so he's a, he's a big thing that keeps me grounded. Um, you know, waking up and just spending a moment with him before we get up. We've got two dogs that wake us up at 5 a.m. for that 5.30 walk of a literally a 5K hike around our property. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the non-negotiables, you know, Exactly. Time with my husband is imperative. Um, walking in nature, you know, as I said, I, I live in the middle of national parks, so I'm fortunate to get fresh air, which is a non-negotiable for me. Seeing green is a non-negotiable for me. Um, and I've just more recently learned to just take some more time to just chill for myself. So in the middle of the day, because I get up so early and start work so early, I'll just hang on the the veranda on the couch with my husband just cuddling and playing with our dogs and um doing something like that um eating good food uh is a non-negotiable for me i feel terrible if i don't eat eat well um but yeah the basics basics are for me um sunshine sunlight um yeah moving my body it, it's it's those it's the same answer as the ones that you that the question that you asked me of you know where does someone start they're they're my non-negotiable it's just the, the base foundation bits that really keep me grounded and sane and um enabling me to do what I do yeah and it's often like you know it's not doesn't sound sexy and it doesn't sound exciting and it's <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's that consistency of doing those basics that really has that flow on effect. And I think sometimes, you know, we see online people doing like this amazing upside down exercise or do you know what I mean? We think these, you know, fancy things are what's going to fix it. But in the end, it's really just going back to the basics and doing it with consistency to get the results that we really want. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've got all the tools in our home. You know, we've got the infrared wall we've got you know um bio photon machines from germany you know we've got the vortex water we've got all that and that's great and i love it and you know my husband and i both really really into that kind of stuff any anything that we feel a benefit from we're like yeah let's order it let's get it we feel great but it they're great but they're not my foundations you know they're just a cherry on the top yeah, that's a nice way of putting it, yeah. I think. <laughs> now, I know you and your husband started your own company called State. Can you explain and share with listeners, you know, what products you guys have developed in the line of health? Uh, yeah, for sure. So we developed a supplement. It was originally created for Sean, my husband, and it was when he was turning 50. And he was just wanting to continue being the best that he could be. So he loves lifting weights in our gym. You know, that's a big thing for him that keeps him sane. Um, he's very well aware that just men, men's testosterone naturally um, declines as they age due to our modern lifestyles and the things that we're exposed to. Um, 
so he was like, look, I, I don't, he's like, look, I don't want to take steroids. I don't want to take um, testosterone, you know, from the doctor. You know, I want to do something naturally. Um, and I was like, well, he goes, I just can't find anything. You know, he's tried every supplement under the sun or has done for his through his life. And he's like, I just, I just can't find anything that really works. So I was like, well, why don't you create something yourself? And he's like, oh, I don't know anything about creating supplements. And, um, and you know, him, which is, you know, factual, you know, he, he was led a busy corporate life, you know, before we got together uh, for 25 years um, as a partner in one of the UK's largest accounting firms and was also travelling a ridiculous number of um, days of the year overseas. And so he was definitely... Uh, understands what corporate life can do to people in terms of just the stress and the toll, you know, on the body of like, you know, having to be on, on, on the whole time. Um, but then just by an off chance, we met this PhD scientist who specialised in um, male ageing and had done um, papers on uh, testosterone and men improving their testosterone, which improved their quality of life, their sleep, their energy, their muscle mass and everything like that. So, we were like, wow, this is pretty, pretty serendipitous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we approached her and we said, look, if you were to create a supplement um, to optimize hormone levels, uh, could you do it for us? She said, yeah, of course. She's like, well, what do you want to sell it for? And we're like, no, 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 no. We're not a supplement company. We don't work like that. We want you to create something that's going to work. We don't care how much it costs. It, we're not taking it to um, retailers, so we don't have to be driven by meeting a certain um, low benchmark figure, so that everybody could have a cut in the pie. He said, "I just want to work it to work, so I want to take it myself." And so she went away, and and we had back and forth because there were certain. Um, certain non-negotiables for us in terms of, you know, I'm really anal about supplements in terms of I won't take anything with magnesium stearate or anything like that in it, for example, just because of it has no benefit for the body. It's for the it's for the um, machinery to run better. That's one silly example. Not so silly, but it's just a tiny example. So we were really meticulous with the formulation of it and um, that's how that came to be. Sean took it. He loved it. I saw the benefits in him within a couple of weeks. And um, and then uh, we took it to market. Other guys were loving it. Then their girlfriends and, and wives or other women were saying, hey, when are you going to make a women's version? And um, we went back to Amanda, the scientist, and said, hey, can women take this? And she's like, yeah, it's actually extremely beneficial for women and we're like oh okay cool why is that she says well because you're not actually putting in anything exogenous so we're not actually adding any hormones or anything like that we're just um allowing the body to clean out and de-stress you know lower those cortisol levels if they're in a chronic state to allow the engine of the body to run better and run more smoothly and so um so i started taking it you know before we packaged it as a woman's product and I felt better. Like I don't, I mean, I could go into a lot of detail, but it's just like my my monthly cycle comes and goes without me even knowing that that there's anything there, you know what I mean? And and I felt handled stressed better, you know, situations which would have made me see red. <laughs> um, I was more smooth with it. You know, it doesn't 
doesn't take away the stress of life. Obviously, that is inevitable. But um, I just noticed that I, the way that I dealt with it was better, um, and and my hormone, but my overall hormone balance, my energy, my sleep, my um, my reproductive hormone balance. Um, even though I, I didn't have anything wrong with me per se. Um, so that's how that came to be. Um, and then we have a, a few other products which support the supplement, but the the state supplement for men and for women is where it all starts really just to really optimize optimize our hormones so we can function better and so the body can do what it's designed to do better. Yeah. And within that supplementation for the women's side, is there anything that kind of stood out as being like you were like this needs to be in there or, you know, this I can really feel like there's an adaptogen or anything that's in it that you're like, yep, this really makes a difference that maybe is not in other you know, supplements out there at all? Um, there's not really one. It's more the combination. So we put testophen, um, which is a very, which is a trademarked um, fenugreek extract in there, which is not commonly found in, in women's supplements. Um, it's not adding testosterone in, but it's this really funny issue where as women, we we shy away and we think, oh, I don't want anything with testosterone or oh, I don't have any testosterone or I don't want my testosterone to get high. And it's like, you're a we woman. <laughs> the body's not going to, I mean, unless you're injecting with, you know, steroids or anything like that, which people do for certain purposes, which is fine and great. You know, if you're a bodybuilder, of course, you're going to want to, you know, have some extra help because it's to the even playing field, unless you're in the natural bodybuilding world. But you know, the everyday woman, we 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 get scared by things like weightlifting or um or the testophen just because it has the word test in it. And it's like there are amazing, amazing, amazing feedback from women, especially women going through um perimenopause, whereby they what the, the benefits are just profound. And um so the testophen's a is a fantastic one. We're the ashwagandha. Um, which is very commonly found, fantastic. Um, the Afron, which is a specific saffron, which is helps with mood and and uh, mild anxiety, depression, and sleep, um, and a whole host of other uh, herbs and minerals. I wouldn't say there was one in particular. It's more the combination that you know a lot of people are using ashwagandha, um, but it's more the combination of herbs that we use and also that we only use the herbs that have been proven in human clinical trials to actually elicit a result. So that's where we're really particular. We don't put anything in there that hasn't been, hasn't, hasn't got the studies to actually back it up that it works. You know, we don't want to say the maybe or the if it's like, no, this actually has been trialed in this dose. Um, for this amount of period of time and these are the results that humans got not mice or rats or anything like that so yeah i wouldn't say there was one hero ingredient it's more the way that the product's been brought together to actually prepare the body um to function better as opposed to one specific ingredient yeah yeah well even on the topic of testosterone i don't think i think you know women often think it is a male thing but we do have testosterone in our body and as we go through um, perimenopause and then menopause, our testosterone levels decline just like our estrogen and progesterone and everyone seems to focus on the estrogen and the progesterone and not so much the testosterone but it's still important to realize that that's declining too and that does have a flow-on effect to how we feel and the symptoms we experience during menopause as well. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, no, you're not going to, you know, turn into like a male body or grow facial hair or anything like this. It's just ridiculous. Like, you know, when I first started training at weights at the gym, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to like become a bodybuilder. It's like, are you serious? Like I've got, I'm tall and I'm kind of, you know, long, lanky um, limbs. It's like, there's no, I, I couldn't do that. Even if I tried just by lifting weights, it's like, we're women, there's a fundamental difference between women and men, um, whereby, yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or you'd have to, like you said, you'd have to be lifting super heavy weights and potentially looking at taking testosterone and all the rest of it to try to get there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's a very difference, but there's a very big difference between injecting yourself with exogenous hormones as opposed to taking herbs, which naturally balance your hormones. It's a, it's, a, it's like night and day. They're not even related. Yeah. yeah. And when it comes to hormones, what do you wish women knew more about, just in general? Um, I think mostly that there actually is something that you can do about it. Like if I take myself, for example, I I, I don't have, I had never, I've been fortunate, I've never really had any um, women's issues in terms of anything that's fundamentally gone wrong with me with that. But I always thought it was normal that once a month I'd be wiped out for a day with a thumper of a headache and lower back pain. You know, I just thought, well, that's that's what comes part and parcel with being a woman. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't I don't have endometriosis, I don't have ovarian cysts, so, you know, I haven't had to go through anything, you know, horrifyingly, you know, devastating like that, which can affect all sorts of things, you know, physically and mentally. Um, so it's like, yeah, that's just normal. Um, but then when I, um, you know, started taking the supplement and, you know, addressing certain things like, you know, doing more um, strength training and things like that, uh, it, it changed. And especially with the supplement, I, I just, I don't suffer from that. I don't have to pop a Nurofen once a month. You know, I'm, I don't have to worry about, you know, feeling so much in pain whereby my, that day or two days a month is hindered. And I think, so often in modern life, we accept things that they're um, they're normal, but it's not normal. It's it's just the norm, and they're two very different things. So, I think that's what I wish women would know, especially going through menopause. Um, you know, I, I'm not there yet, but I speak to a lot of women who are going through that, and some of the symptoms, yeah, sound terrible. And it's like, no, there is something that we can do about it naturally. You know, there are small tweaks to our lifestyle that we can change and um, which can benefit us hugely. So that's what I wish was more, more well, well known. Yeah, well, with those sort of symptoms that we get, I think they're very common. But as you said, they may be common and you know lots of people that have them, but it's not necessarily what should be happening and what, you know, normally, you know, is considered normal essentially. But because they are so common, everyone has just adopted it as being the new norm yeah exactly we'll take let's take cancer for example you know we all know somebody who's you know has suffered from that or passed away from that tragically it's becoming so common that we just accept that that's the way that it's going to be and it's like it doesn't actually have to be this way and it's like I, I really wish and you know this is my very much you know Pollyanna um utopian idea <laughs> is that the 
the major health organisations would actually start talking about health and actually addressing things to actually give the correct information so that these numbers reduced as opposed to increased because more money is being spent on this, yet the numbers aren't decreasing, they're actually increasing. That's not cool from my perspective. It's like, no, 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 there is information out there. It's not a mystery. We do know things as holistic health practitioners and it's devastating when one of our family members suffers from this. Like, heartbreaking heart-wrenching there are no words so it's like it doesn't have to be this way you know yeah I 100% agree because the the numbers are going up you know um we've just had a family member that luckily enough has just gone into remission so that is fantastic um but yeah you don't it's rare that you come into contact with someone now that doesn't have a close friend or a close family member that's been affected by cancer in some way yeah I mean it's tragic it's really tragic yeah yeah well hopefully you know more things will continue to change and more of the holistic practices will come through and people understand that how simple they can be in you know drinking more water getting out and getting sunshine moving your body taking some time out just to breathe and relax and you know find those pockets of time and if we can build more of those simple practices in our lives then overall our immunity is going to be better and our ability to fight different types of diseases that may pop up should be better too. Exactly, exactly. I mean, whilst the body is a complete mystery, it's not that much of a mystery in terms of health. There are there are a number of cultures who live, you know, very long, healthy lives and it's like, well, shouldn't we really be studying them? <laughs> yeah, like you the oxygenarians. <laughs> Yeah, what makes these people, you know, thrive and live so healthily? And it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very much an optimist like you in terms of, you know, there's amazing health practitioners out there who are giving out brilliant information, which is very informative, very pragmatic. And, um, you know, I do like the idea of this is this becoming more mainstream and and it the 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 veils of 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 shrouded in mystery and it's 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 just you know, we don't know how to help this or whether no matter what it is, whether it's hormones, whether it's cancer, whether it's immune system. It's like, no, we do know there are some amazing people out there in every single country of the world who are who've got incredible information to share. So let's share it and let's support one another. Yeah, well, even in the blue zones that they've studied, the six six blue zones, I think there is, you know, there's commonalities that come through. Community is one of them, you know, making sure that you do have that support network. Um, moving, a lot of those, you know, older generations, they're still tending in their garden or they're still walking to the market every day. Um, Food-wise, a lot of them are growing their own food or having quite a plant-based diet with some some meat or some fish, Or but that's not the bulk of their diet. Their bulk of their diet is really coming from plants. So there's commonalities between them all. It's then, you know, just trying to, as individuals, try to draw them out and apply them to our own lifestyles as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think as well, like it's that the meat that they are eating is actually grass-fed and it's like you can see the cow in the yeah, field. It's, in the it's, not, it's not, grown in a, not, not grown in a lab. <laughs> it's like, no, I'll, I'll take the cow, thanks, Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the lab food. That's it. Now, when it comes to, you know, health, if you, if listeners that were listening in could just walk away and instigate something straight away, something simple, what would be your suggestion? 
Uh, I would, my number one suggestion, which kind of was everything, is everything, is just get real with yourself. You know, be honest with yourself. You know, you don't have to judge yourself, but, you know, be honest. You know, it's, it's like if something isn't working for you and if you've kept keeping on doing this and you're still not happy, healthy and everything like that, change it. You know, it, it's it's okay, you know. Far out, you know, I was doing yoga for 20 years and I thought, no, yoga's amazing, yoga's brilliant, yoga's for me, yoga's, you know, it's, everybody's doing it. It's like I got it wrong, you know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the best for me, but I wanted to do it because I was so good at it, you know, I was so flexible and it came easy to me. Change it. You know, it's, it, it, there's no harm in having a an honest, hard look at yourself in the mirror and going, am I making the right choices that are bringing about the health that I desire? Yes or yeah. no? You know, it's, it's a bit of an easy one, which all of us can do. And and chances are, you know, you know, I was great at, you know, you know, pulling it for a long time or just make, you know, a one coffee a day, it's not hurting me. Well, yes, it was. You know, it really was, you know, it, it for me, with an adrenal system that had been overworked, it's not going to help me, you know. So just don't judge yourself. Move on. Make a different choice. And um, there's some the whole smorgasbord of options out there for us. And yeah, just if that then fails, and do something else again. Then find that right little puzzle that works best for you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm like picturing people in my mind as you say it because I think, you know, being honest with yourself is hard for some people. Some people prefer to stay in denial, maybe because it's easier, maybe because then they don't have to face it. And, and maybe it's because they think either other people will judge them or they're judging themselves too harshly. So I like, you know, how you said, just take the judgment away. Because at the end of the day, we are the ones in control and we are the ones that need to make that change. And even if it is hard, just being real about it, being honest about it can just show you so much that maybe that will be the catalyst to actually make the change. Exactly, exactly. Like my husband says, it tells it really well. He's like, he always brings it back to, you know, cars and getting from A to B or motorbikes or something like that. <laughs> so it's like... It's like if you're trying to get to Brisbane, um, you're putting Brisbane in your GPS, I want to get to Brisbane and I'm starting from Sydney, well, you're not going to get there if you're actually in Melbourne. So it's like if you want to get somewhere in your health um, goals or your life goals or your relationship goals or whatever your targets are in life, if you're saying that whatever you're doing is okay or you think you're, you're fooling yourself or deceiving yourself in some way, you're never going to get there. How can you? Because you're not being real with yourself. So it's like, you know, I wanted to have a strong body so I could continue to, you know, hike with my dogs and, you know, do that twice a day with my husband and swim and do all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, come on, girl, get real. You're not going to do that by just continuing with yoga. You know, get into the gym, you know, start doing the things that your physiotherapist, the the doctor, the the um, the rolfing guy, have all told you that you start you need to be doing strength training, especially as I'm getting older. You know, I'm in my forties, and it's like lifting weights and resistance training is one of the most incredibly beneficial things we can do for osteoporosis prevention, hormone health, everything. 
So it's like, come on, girl, get real, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the sort of areas that I think women, like we sort of said before, they are resistant to the strength training. I think because they're unfamiliar with it maybe, so it scares them a little bit. Two, you know, they don't want to build up massive muscles, you know, and it's usually looks harder than what it could be. Like you can simplify it. You can, you know, you don't have to go straight to lifting massive heavy weights or complicated machines and things like that. But for anti-aging, it is one of the best things that we can do, as you just said, for our bone health, for maintaining muscle mass, increasing muscle mass, for our, you know, cognitive function, memory. There's so many studies backed behind it. So, you know, I'm often telling women, please start some type of resistance training, whatever it is. And you might start small, you know, you might start with Pilates and use springs and bands and things, and then progress to weights when you're feeling more familiar or comfortable with that stuff. But definitely add in some type of resistance training, you know, at least once or twice a week to start building that muscle. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And find a good trainer that actually teaches you right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like I'm always sure that we, fundamental. <laughs> I'm sure you, you must see that with Pilates. Like, I don't know, like whether, cause obviously you're trained and so it's like, oh, hang on a second. There's all this scary stuff going on out there. <laughs> there is, but I mean, it's like with, you know, everything, a, a client, came across the other week and she'd just been going to a, a general group Pilates class and said her neck had really flared up and, you know, she had, was in, then got a scan afterwards because her neck was in a lot of pain, even though she knew she already had sten um, canal stenosis, which is a narrowing of the spinal cord. So the positions they were putting her in, they shouldn't have been putting her in those positions. It wasn't safe for her neck. So no wonder her neck then ended up flaring up. But like you said, it's working with someone that, knows injuries, um, knows your posture, knows what people's limits can be. And and that takes time. And that's where I think a lot of people don't spend the time in in doing that. Or depending on, you know, it's not always the trainer's fault. If you're just going into a group class, you know, they'll say as a, a general consensus at the start, listen to your body, don't do anything that causes pain. Stop if you do let's start, you know, like, and so the onus is on them. But if you're not aware or really body aware or maybe you've got something going on that you didn't even know about, it can flare up very easily. Mm, mm, absolutely. So, yeah. yes, work out with a trainer where possible, <laughs> fully qualified, um, lots of experience. Um, otherwise, if you are training by yourself, do listen to your body. Stop if there is pain. Explore movements. Yeah. Don't go beyond. And I think, you know, as you were sort of saying before with yoga and hypermobility, you know, I see so many people that come in that have hypermobility and especially in their older years, they end up having a hip replacement, a knee replacement um, because they've loved yoga for so many years and they've been pushing their joints into these, you know, big ranges of movement without the stability and strength around that joint. And then they end up a lot worse for it later on, but they don't realize that at the time and nobody's telling them that at the time. So it's only when you have an injury or you try something different and they say, oh, actually you need to be focusing on your strength more because you're hypermobile that it even gets brought up or they find out. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't this be great if this was taught from such an early age in school? Yeah. <laughs> even just looking at posturally, like what type of body you have, 
where you tend to put your weight, depending on whether or not, you know, you're a sway back or a flat back or, you know, looking at the curves of your spine and, and how to work with them. And, and, but, you know, we hear that with so many things, everyone's like, well, can't they add in, you know, budgeting in school and can't they, we just had the, um, state elections so clients were saying can't they teach you know teenagers how to vote because my kids are calling me all the time asking me how to vote um so yeah it would be lovely to pop it into the syllabus but I know that you know there's so much in there already but even if you become more aware and then you can talk about it with your kids like I already know my youngest who's seven she's hypermobile like I can see it Mm -hmm. in her from the start and she does dance. So, you know, I already do some strength stuff with her and just teach her about the alignment of her knees and where they should be facing. And, you know, um, a lot of kids like to sit with their knees turned in and their feet like splayed out a little bit like a seal. Yeah. And I'm like, terrible yeah. for your joints. So we're not going to sit that way. So just small things do add up over time. But, you know, having that knowledge makes a difference. But if you don't have that knowledge and you're relying on other people, sometimes that's when it gets hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're lucky kids, my gosh. Well, let's <laughs> hope. <Like> that. <laughs> yeah. No, beautiful. Mm. Now, where can listeners reach out, connect with you, find out more about the state? Uh, so the, it's, the website is MyState, so it's M-Y-S-T-A-I-T.com. And our Instagram is my underscore state. So M-Y underscore S-T-A-I-T. Amazing. Well, I'll link that up in the show notes. So listeners, you'll be able to head over to the show notes. Um, Definitely give them a follow or check it out on the website. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, Sam, it's been lovely having you on. Oh, thank you, Kate. Yeah, I mean, really lovely to chat with you. And, you know, as I said, before we started chatting, I've been devouring all your information on your web. It's it's a wealth of 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 fantastic tips. So yeah, I'm, I'm very lovely to come on and chat with you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.